1: Tuesday, Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver was suspended for a year, fined $10 million by the NBA. That was the result of an investigation into allegations of workplace abuse. Yesterday, league commissioner Adam Silver commented on the conclusion of the matter saying, quote, I think if they had made findings that in fact, his conduct was motivated by racial animus, absolutely that would have had an impact on the ultimate outcome here. But that's not what they found. Now, in a series of tweets after Silver's comments, LeBron spoke out, writing, quote, our league definitely got this wrong. Shannon, what's your take on all this?
2: Um, I believe what Skip, I, I do not envy the position that the commissioner's in. Because I believe this is the harshest punishment that a commissioner could have doled out to Robert Sarver, to Robert Sarver, without putting it to a vote through the other owners. And saying, should we remove him from this franchise, uh, from ownership? And I believe it's going to, what, take 24 of the 30? Because you got to get a majority. So a majority is 60%. So I believe you're going to have to put it to that. So I believe this is the toughest punishment. commissioner doesn't, he's like, damn. As soon as I got into the league, I, I took a guy's franchise. He did. And so here it is. On my watch, I would have taken two guys' franchises from them. And, Skip, here's the problem, the slippery slope that he's on. And the owners, mm-hmm. I, I don't believe, would have backed the commission on this situation because it's like, damn, what if I got a big audio of me out there saying something that's sideways? About a, about, a, about a race of people, about women being misogynistic and being homophobic, and then they put this to a vote to take my franchise. He wasn't homophobic. No, right? but You're I'm just saying yeah Right, right. Okay. So all the owners got to wave that in the back of their mind. Yes. What if there's some recordings out there, Skip? I do believe he got off light. Now, maybe you could go three, four years of suspension being away, kind of like what the, uh, what the uh, who was that? I don't know who the commissioner was. Maybe you can help me out, Skip. When they sat uh, uh, George Steinbrenner down for the incident that he had with Dave Winfield. yes, And I think they suspended him for what? It was several years, if I'm not mistaken. It, it was, in the, I think, early 90s, Skip. I, I, I was watching yep. the, uh, the the documentary mm-hmm. 30 for 30 on the Yankees. But Skip, $10 million is really not a lot of money for someone that's worth almost a billion dollars. I think that's 1.25, I think he's worth 800 million. Um, and the commissioner said, if it was made with animus, this is what I don't understand, Skip, and maybe you Racial. Could, racial yeah, animus. Yes. Skip, maybe you can help me out with this. Why is it always one demographic of people always asking other demographics of people who communicate with themselves in a, in a way? Now, I'm 54 years old and I've been around a lot of different people, been able to travel. So I uh, uh, met, have Jewish friends and I have gay and lesbian friends. I have a lot of different friends, but it's only one demographic of people that's always asking the questions. Why can you guys communicate with each other like that? But I can't say it. It's always that one, and you know the one. Why is that, Skip? Can you help me out with that one? I cannot. And he's saying that word. But he, I don't disagree. Yes. He's saying that word, mm-hmm. and, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Earl Watson, it who was a former contributor. I mean, he would come on the show with us. He has been was a guest of ours, yes. who was a former head coach. And he's asking him, well, why can Draymond say it and I can't say it? You know why you can't say that word. Every person. In that demographic, know why they can't say that word. That is the most—that is the most vile word, that's ever been created, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't just have to be with
3: African Americans. Let me just quickly, since you brought up, read the anecdote out of the bombshell ESPN story featuring Earl Watson. So this is Sarver to his then coach Earl Watson in Phoenix. You know why does Draymond Green get to run up and down the court and say the N word? And he repeated it several times, according to Earl Watson. And Watson told him, according to Earl, you can't say that. Why, Sarver replied. Draymond Green says it all the time. And Earl Watson replies, you can't effing say that. Right. Okay. If, if you own an NBA team that is, what, what do we say now? 75, 75 80%. Okay. I, I say 80% black. <laughs> yes. You obviously are required to have a level of racial sensitivity yeah. and awareness that would qualify you to own and operate that franchise right. with 80% black star thank, players, thank right? You. Yes. You, you just have to have some clue as to how this works. You have to know where the line is that you cannot cross as a white man. You just have to understand it or you should be disqualified. And I'm about to go way deeper on this, but go
2: ahead. And the thing is, Skip, we're saying 75, 80% of the league. Hell, it might be 90% of his team.
3: It could be. (laughs) I I didn't go back and count, but he's owned it for, what's it, 17 years. years. So I'm
2: sure there are times it would be 90%. But here's the, the problem that I have, Skip, is that there's a history. Skip, if this was a one-off, if this was a one-time incident, yeah. or there's a, and, and when it came to the women, if that was a one-off incident, Skip, maybe I could understand. But he has a history, a long history of this type of behavior, and he thought that was okay. I, I read it where he, like, dropped his entire pants and his genitalia was out in front, and he thought that was cool. You have women in the workplace. There is a decorum. That you must follow. You just can't say certain things. You just can't behave in a manner. You shouldn't want to do that anyway. But what got me is when the commissioner said where the ownership... And he's basically saying, well, this man has power, and if you're a worker, you don't have the same level of power, so you're not held to the same. No, that's the problem. And this is why he behaved in the manner. It's because he's like, I'm the king. Well, he's not the, owner, the sole owner. He's the governor. So uh, uh, the governing owner of the team, which means he. I think he owns 30, 30-something 30 percent of the team, Skip. He behaved in a way to let you know, you know I'm the king, right? You know I can walk around and say whatever I want to say. Correct. You know I can behave in a manner yeah, which I want correct. to behave. That's
3: exactly right. That's, that's why, what he. That was his
2: feelings, belief. View. Yes. Yes. And that that's mm-hmm. the problem that I have. And so I agree. Chris Paul came out with uh, and said something. Skip, it shouldn't be up on the players. The players shouldn't have to boycott, shouldn't have to throw their jerseys to the center ring, should not have to threaten not to play. This should have been handled, uh, uh, the NBA should have handled it different. So I do believe that he got off a little easy. Skip, I I just don't, I don't want to get into the point of that somebody makes a mistake, but this is not a mistake. This is 17, 18 years of a pattern behavior. This is who he is. Mm. This is
3: who he is. Thank you. Back to LeBron James. and What he tweeted. When LeBron James tweets or speaks out on social or racial justice or on a league matter, I am all ears and I take it straight to heart Mm -hmm. and I take to heart what he said because this is potent and this is powerful and this should reverberate all the way to the top of the league office. He says in his tweet, LeBron, read through the Sarver stories a few times or he said, he, he's, he's he, read said he read, but but he's he's also asking As people too. to read through them. He said, I don't need to explain why, but our league definitely got this wrong. He said, just read the stories. Y'all read the stories and decide for yourself. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. There is no place in this league for that kind of behavior. Right. Well, well, clearly there is not so. The story, the bombshell that I just referred to is by Baxter Holmes that ran in 2021 ESPN.com. And now they have brought it back to life as they should have. Mm -hmm. And it's lengthy. And I'm I'm just going to have to cherry pick some of the details. But you want to talk about damning? It it is why he should have lost his ownership of this team. One year, and and the commissioner does make the point, and I'm sure it's a valid point, that just on damage to reputation alone, that should be enough that- that No, no. Okay, (laughs) I'm with you, but but it's a fair point that he makes. So let me just skim through, I'm just gonna have to, I underline a lot in this story here, but this is from an anonymous quote from another son's co-owner, one of the minority owners. Mm -hmm. The level of misogyny and racism is beyond the pale within the organization. It's embarrassing as an owner, said a former Sons basketball executive. There's literally nothing you can tell me about Sarver from a misogynistic or race standpoint that would surprise me. Well, this is as damning as it gets. Okay, so Sarver just categorically denies all of the above, just for the record. Like we thought he would. Okay, we thought he would. And yet, We have two people defending him. Before I go deeper, I'm going to try to be totally objective and fair about Mm -hmm. this. His current GM is James Jones. He's obviously a black man, and he issued a short statement. None of what's been said describes the Robert Sarver I know, respect, and like. It just doesn't. Right. Okay. Will he... He is his general. Well, management. you know
2: what, Skip? That's what exactly what John Wayne Gacy's wife said. <laughs> that's not the man that I know as he strangled the life out of 22, excuse me, yeah. 30 plus young men right. and boys. That's not the John Gacy I know. Of course, Skip, you, you, we've seen people hide things. Maybe he hasn't said that to to John to uh, to
3: Jones. Yeah. Maybe
2: that's not the case. Okay. Maybe maybe that's not the case.
3: Okay. So Steve Kerr was his former general manager. Mm-hmm. And Steve is obviously high res- highly respected yes. around the league by black and white people. Right, And he was not only the GM, he was a minority owner for a while, had right. like a 1% stake that he had to divest when he took over the head coach of the Golden State team, right. obviously. And of their time together from 2004 to 2010, Kerr told the ESPN, I never saw anything that suggested racism or misogyny, and I was very surprised to hear those allegations because that's not the person that I know. Right. Okay, back to your Mm -hmm. your point. I believe James Jones and Steve Kerr saved his ownership. I, Mm -hmm. I think those are two voices that would resonate. I agree. Okay? And back to Chris Paul, who's obviously the head of the Players Association, but- Also plays for the Phoenix Suns, right? (laughs) Who's getting paid handsomely? (laughs) I would say. All right. Chris's tweet was, "I was and am horrified and disappointed by what I read. This conduct, especially towards women, is unacceptable and must never be repeated." Right. He did not focus on the race, which I'm focusing on, as. As equal to to the misogyny, right? It, it, it's it's hu- a huge part of this, but Chris didn't go there, right? Because Chris is in a very awkward position as the leader of the basketball, team. right? To right. me, yes, that that would be damning over the edge. Yeah. Where, where then it would force the commissioner's hand.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, so now the commissioner's statement is: Remember Donald Sterling, as you point out, yeah. r- right out of the box, he, he has to take his team. What he has to suspend him for life <laughs> right. is what he had to do, right? It's basically forcing him to sell the right. team. right? So Commissioner Silver says, I think what we saw in the case of Donald Sterling was blatant racist conduct directed at a select group of people. While it's difficult to know what is in someone's heart or in their mind, we heard those words. In the case of Robert Sarver, I'd say, first of all, we're looking at the totality of circumstances over an 18-year period in which he's on these teams. And ultimately, we made the judgment, I made the judgment, that in the circumstances in which he had used that language, mm-hmm. racist language, and that behavior, that while, as I said, it was indefensible, it's not strong enough. He's saying, I don't have enough. I don't have the smoking gun. Right. The, the comment on tape that, that was so racist that it's, in, it, 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 I, it's going to cost him his ownership. Skip, I don't have him on tape or I can't,
2: no one can verify that he calls someone the N-word. He's asking why he can't use the N-word. And they're basically saying that, you know, he just had, you know, a lot of this was in jest. It's just crude. It's just like sob It's That's the way they're looking. I'm like, really? In jest? You, you look at someone doing what he's doing like as a, a, a college or a high school age kid pranking and in okay. and, 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 and jest? That's not how I look at how a man that's in an ownership position or position of power. I'm thinking. That, I'm not thinking that's how he should behave. I could be, the, okay. you know, in a category by myself.
3: Okay. So all of the misogynistic incidents are are truly sickening, and they're so bad I can't read them on television. That's how bad they are. But I got one more racist episode for right. you. And again, this is an allegation written by ESPN. But they seem to have, Baxter Baxter Holmes seems to have just nailed this down. Here we go. Sarver once used the N-word when trying to explain to a staffer why he preferred hiring Lindsey Hunter over Dan Marley as the head coach in 2013. And this is according to a high-level executive who heard the remark. And the remark from Robert Sarver was, these, parentheses, N-words, need a, parentheses, N-word. They need a, a black coach because they're black, the black players. Right. Okay. That alone, for me personally, yeah. Like, I, let me just speak as a white man. That is so over the edge and over the mm-hmm. line. That alone, that's a fireable offense, even for the owner. Yes. That's that's a removable it, offense to me. Where if you actually said that, right out loud in front of staff. That's not
2: asking. That's not asking why I can't say that word. That's him just saying that word. Well, if they're black, they need a black, but that's not what he said. Them ends need an end to coach
3: them. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he's he's not trying to use the the black the word a. Indian. It's it's the <laughs> ER word exactly. with the hard ER on the end yes, of it. Yes, of course. It is truly completely utterly unacceptable. And I guess I guess Commissioner Silver could look at that and say, well, say at least he's being sympathetic to the black players. You know, (laughs) well, they they need. Okay, I'm I'm going as far as I can to try to to see how the NBA could defend that incident. Right. But but Shannon, in the end. How, how can you let this go? It, in, in the totality, if you read this, it's, it, it's a lengthy yeah. story it took me forever, and I've underlined, and we don't have enough time. And but they made the point. Here. You,
2: you underline it because here it is. It's an 18-year pattern of, of, of behavior. It's not one year, it's not eight months. They went back. It's over eight. It's over an 18-year period. Well damn, how much history do you need b- before
3: you believe that's who this man is. And it created such a toxic work environment that allowed, almost encourage racism and sexism. Yeah. And I'll do one more anecdote here. Just, this one, just, just it, it turns my stomach, but this was allowed, this is in 2017, two former employees said that a white male executive, just under Sarver, repeatedly called a black coworker Carlton, in reference to, obviously, the character First, of, Prince. Uh, Prince in at least one instance, he jokingly told the co coworker to do the Carlton form as in dance there form you. <laughs> you're kidding <laughs> this is under this man's command right. this is this is the behavior that that Robert Sarver condoned and and almost seemed to validate and encourage to me, and it's nailed down and yet the law firm that was commissioned by the League a New York law firm mm-hmm. and given what, a year and a half yes. to, to research, really probably, pl- this was probably the blueprint for the research, mm-hmm. didn't find enough, according to Commissioner Silver, for him to call for even the vote to rid him of his team, right? right? To take but, it away. But here's the thing though, Skip. Rid just, the league of him.
2: Just, just put it to the vote. The owners can say yeah or nay, but I did my job. And that way you're, you're off the hook. Because now no one can say, well, the commissioner didn't do enough. Look, we, had, we, we ordered an independent investigation. We gave, them we gave them carte blanche. They did what they did. They returned it to me. I put it to the vote. The other 29 owners said we didn't think it rose to the level of this man should be removed from owning his team. Okay. That, that's it. That's it. It's pretty simple.
3: All I know is the face of the league, the most respected voice in the league, A man going into, what's he up to now? 20. Year 20 for LeBron James Mm -hmm. as he approaches age 38. 38. Those are credentials enough. If if he says that he's disappointed in what the league did not do, then I'm on LeBron's side on this one. He he just said our league definitely got this wrong, and I think they definitely got this wrong. And from just watching Commissioner Silver yesterday try to defend it, he was score. He was tough. He was. He, 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 was, he, he, he was, knew. Yeah, he knew. He knew.
2: He tried, and I love. I love the commissioner. I think. I think he's of the three, of the four major sports. I think he gets it right the most. I think he has a very good sense and has a pulse on his yep. on his league of what's going on. He does. But I do. I do believe and, he and got was this Was he one. not
3: bold and decisive on the Clippers owner? Yeah. Right. It, it was within weeks of him taking over from. Commissioner Stern, Stern right? Yes. Yep, is his first act, and boy, he right. dropped the gavel. He did, he did. Skip, I just for me, I just hate, I just hate
2: when powerful prey on the weak because I'm in a in a position of authority, and they and, and the people that's under you know. Man, this is my livelihood, man. I can't lose this job. I got kids, I got a home, I got me, mean, I got a mortgage, I got a car note. I can't and 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 someone in authority use that against you to belittle you and to say homophobic things, or he didn't say that, but I'm just saying yeah, to say misogynistic things or, or to be openly and blatantly racist. Mm-hmm. I I I just hate when strong prey on the weak. I, I can't stand it. I mean, it's done. Got to the point now, Skip. I can't even watch The Animal Planet because I just hate when the other the, the lions and the cheetahs. They, I'm like, pose, run, run, get him, help him, somebody. I just can't. I just, I just hate, especially when. But that's that's their animal. That's their instinct. Humans, we know better. We like. To, I like to think that Skip, as, as a functioning an adult, you should know better. Yeah. That, that's not how you
0: treat people. Yeah.
2: But he did it for 18 years, and then and then he disagreed vehemently he fought back oh, come on bro you can't have this kind of resume and 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 and, and people just make it up so they made up this over 18 years they're just like you know what i'm just gonna hold up all this information and there's gonna come a time because i just want to lie on robert Sarver. <sighs> well thank you lebron for what you tweeted that's what makes him unique he'll yep. take a stand
3: he will i agree
0: when it comes to travel We all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down But we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel.
1: Stepping up to the plate, Ezekiel Elliott sharing his desire to be fed more touches while Dak Prescott is out, recovering from that hand surgery on his thumb. Zeke not sure how many carries he needs in a game. However, he did say 10 was not enough. Quote, I think we definitely have to commit to running. Shannon, put a number on this. How many carries would you give Zeke?
2: Uh, north of 18, at least 18 is the floor. Um, so anything north of that. Well, why 18? Just No, I'm just, because, no, no I am just I just think the thing is, Skip, he's the highest paid running back in the league. Your, your, your franchise quarterback is out. If you're not going to lean on the running game now, if you're not going to rely on Zeke Elliott now, well, when the hell are you going to rely on him? It's, it's either now or never. Skip, you're not getting the production out of the passing game that you thought. Uh, Cd was a no-show. You might or you might not have Gallup back. We're going to talk about him a little later. Mm-hmm. And Dol- uh, uh, Schultz played well, uh, but Noah Brown—am I really counting? Really, Noah Brown? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Now he's a special teams Maven. Okay, he came in and he he contributed. He played. He played okay. But I think now this is what we got Zeke for: is that we paid him this money when he was a bail cow back, and we don't believe—I don't believe that he's still that back. But I believe i got to lean on him now. I've got to rely on my offensive line, and we got to let – look, this is Cooper Rush back here. This ain't Dak. And contrary to what you think, Cooper Rush isn't close to Dak. I'm going to rely on Zeke. I'm going to say, Zeke, I'm going to give you at – le- at bare minimum, you're getting 18 carries. Mm-hmm. That's at the bare minimum. Hopefully the game – back I, I think the thing was last week, Skip, the game, the, uh, and even though the game didn't get totally out of hand, for whatever reason, the Cowboys have abandoned who they actually are in running the football. Because we've paid a quarterback $40 million and so we need to throw it. Mm-hmm. Uh we have a, a number one receiver in C D Lamb. We need to show everybody that he's a number one receiver. And I believe they abandoned the run a little bit too quick on Sunday. Um but I don't believe that's gonna be the case this Sunday. I believe they're gonna get a heavy dose of Zeke. And I'm talking I'm not talking about splitting carries because it's hard for me to put Michael Gallup Michael Gallup, Tony Pollard on the field skip because pass protection, he was terrible. I don't know if he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. I don't know if he's unwilling to do it because that's the grunt work. Because those linebackers, Skip, they're coming. And they're coming with bad intentions. And you're at a disadvantage because he has a running head start. But you've got to close the distance and stick your nose in it. If he runs over you, okay, that's fine. But you can't ole him. You can't get too caught up in the line and then all of a sudden he's by you and he's tackling your quarterback. Mm. So it makes it hard to put him on the field. Zeke will stick his nose in there. Zeke will block.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So, but I want Zeke. Zeke needs to have at at bare minimum skip the floor is 18 carries. Mm. So I believe on Sunday he gets between 18 and 25 carries. Mm. That gives you the best chance to win this game because that gives you the best chance to control the clock, control the ball. Keep that high-flying offense off the field because Joe Burrow, even though he turned the ball over four times, they still had an opportunity to win that game. Oh, he still
3: opportunity. <laughs> it was in the
2: bag. All you gotta do is make the snap. The PAT got blocked, and the dude shanked the twenty-nine yarder. Yes. So if if I if that's me, Skip, I'm doing everything I possibly can to make sure
3: Zeke gets it, get that number of carries. Okay. So you went wide variety there. You went eighteen to twenty-five. That, that that's. I believe that's the low end. He's not going to get any fewer
2: carries than that. I believe he'll be somewhere in that range between 18 and 25. That's your best chance of winning.
3: Underline three times the number you (laughs) ended with 25. He needs 25 (laughs) carries on Sunday. You want the really, really old Zeke? You want first your Zeke to come back. Little known fact, quickly forgotten fact. Last year, after the first game at Tampa, in which they just decided to try to out Brady Brady Mm -hmm. and Dak threw for four three. And it was the best game he's ever played in his career. It is just just go look (laughs) because it was sensational. And the the goat goaded him in the end and they lost thirty one to twenty nine. But they threw the hell out of it to a fault. They threw it. Because at some point, you got to keep Brady somewhat off the field right. and see the next Tom Brady or the closest thing to Tom Brady is going to visit Jerry World this time, and that's Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. You, you have to shackle him a little bit over on the side. Just, just make him yeah, stand over exactly. there a while and, and run the clock a little bit. Okay, so in the Tampa game last year to open up on the Thursday night, Zeke got the ball 11 times for 33 yards. Well, obviously, that's bad old Zeke. Then all of a sudden, it started to happen. They go to the Chargers, and it was their game of the year because it's kind of a make or break. You're Mm going to fall to 0-2, and and they beat your team that you just picked to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC. But this was last year. Remember, Micah made the big sack late late on Justin Herbert and took him out of, I think he fell out of field goal. Mm Did they get a field goal out of it. I think they might have got a field goal out of it. At Chargers, Zeke got to carry the ball 16 times for 71 yards. That'll work. Right. And then... Here we go again. Philly is home on a Monday night, and he gets the ball seventeen times for ninety-five yards. Aha! I see his trend here, mm-hmm. right? Then Carolina comes visiting, and he gets the ball twenty times for one-four-three. Well, that's Ooh, great that old days, right? Yep. In that vintage, mm-hmm. that's that's almost the Ohio State. Yep. And then the Giants, he goes twenty-one times for hundred and ten. So there are four straight games in which. It's great old days, Zeke, right? right. Mm-hmm. And over that four-game stretch, he was third. You can even throw in the opener if you want. He was third in the league in rushing right. at, at that point, behind Derrick Henry, and I can't remember. Oh, Nick Chubb was the other right. one. Okay, behind those two. So you're you're, you're, you're running in high. Yep. You're, in, you're, you're in in high company there, right. right? Yes. Okay. All right. The the rest of the year, obviously, he starts to plummet. But they wrote it off and they gave him a. I'm going to have to accept it as a valid excuse. They said he sprained his PCL. Right. And that hampered him all the way home last year. Okay. Okay. If that's the truth, he still registered in the end a career low 59 yards a game. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, in that four-game stretch, he was going 105-yard average per game. And he ends up with 59 a game. And in the end, he looked like a statue. And he looked thick and heavy. And it looked like he had a double chin. It looked like he was had a little paunch going. And it was just hard to watch because that guy's the highest paid running back in pro football. That guy's a liability.
2: Well, Skip, also – although I don't believe he was the same back, I do believe they were starting to transition for the very reason that you said. You said you believe that was Dak's best game. What does Jerry like? Entertainment. Running the ball is not entertaining and yep. exciting. What did he love most about Tony Romo? Tony Romo might throw three picks, he might throw for 500. But right. that was entertaining. That's box office. All That's right. what Jerry wants. So I believe if I'm, if, if I'm transitioning and I'm paying you $40 million, well, I need you to show me why I'm paying you $40 million. Throwing for 400 yards on opening day is a
3: great way to show your owner why you paid me $40 million. Okay. I've thrown this stat out before, and I throw it back at you one more time. Okay. Last year, Dak Prescott was 12-0 and 0 when they ran for 100-plus yards. Yes. It could be some Pollard yards, but yeah, Yeah, but, but as a yes. team, yes. Okay, 100-plus. He yeah. went 12-0. and 0. Yeah. When they didn't get 100 yards rushing, he was 0-5. Only once last year, the Dallas Cowboys win a football game with under 100 yards rushing. Guess who the quarterback was? It was Cooper Rush Mm -hmm. at Minnesota on Halloween night. They had 78 yards total rushing, and he beat Kirk Cousins and the Vikings 20 to 16. Right. Okay. Now, quickly back to your contention. You said that I think Cooper Rush is close to Dak, and you said he's not even close. No. Well, you've called Dak. You have written him off as nothing but middle-of-the-pack Dak, right? He's mediocre at best. So that would qualify or disqualify Cooper Rush as garbage, right, if he's not even close to middle-of-the-pack? Well, no.
2: If you say Dak is a middle-of-the-pack, I think I think, uh, I would put him around 12, 13. There's 32 teams, and your guy's a backup. Is he the best backup? No, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better
3: than he is. Okay, as a well, backup. I'd have to give you that since he's played in a Super Bowl <laughs> and an NFC Championship too. So, so,
2: so with that with that being said, Skip, uh, do you believe I think Nick Foles is a backup?
3: I think he's an indie. I think he's better. So, yeah, Dak is considerably better than Cooper Rush. Okay, I don't think he's considerably better, and I don't think in your heart of hearts you do either. Oh, i absolutely and that, believe that. That's sort of the ongoing problem with my team. I think Cooper Rush is pretty good. I just like his fearless poise. I don't think he will embarrass me, but obviously he's going to need all the help he can get. Obviously, if Michael Gallup can go on Sunday, we'll discuss him in depth a little later, mm-hmm. but if he can go, that's a big deal to me because he's pretty good. Oh. I'm, I'm not saying he's a Jefferson. Back? What's that? Is that Devontae coming no, back? No, I'm not oh, saying you, that. Oh, you sure making it seem okay. like that. No, but he's, all I know about Michael Gallup is, seems like, Every time I look around, it's like, wait a second. He just ran past somebody else and caught another deep did ball. Did he catch
2: it? Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, he. Yeah. I've seen him catch it. a lot of big oh, balls. Or oh, I've seen well, him. Catch, is he, it's the routine was
3: that he dropped. I've seen him make some Is he, he some better activity. than Noah Brown. Yes. Could he help Cooper Rush more than Noah Brown can? You better believe he can. Mm-hmm. Now, back to 21. It is time okay. to feed the beast. He looks way better to me. He almost looks miniature to me now because it looks like he's dropped, I don't know, 15 15. pounds. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. But it looks like he's down 15 pounds to me. Again, has he lost some of his explosion, his sort of instant acceleration? You didn't believe he
2: had explosion to begin with because you said, you always said you didn't see the Zeke
3: at Ohio State. You never saw that guy with the Cowboys. Okay. But but the rookie year, he went for 109 a game. Yeah. It's hard to do. Yeah. Okay. I I would take – I told you if he could average eighty a game this year. Well, I just saw. I just told you an early four-game stretch. He averaged one hundred and five a game. He's twenty-seven years. He turned twenty-seven in July. He's not too chronologically old to do this. Well, Skip, he's taking a lot he's of. He's taking care. a lot of hits. I got <laughs> yeah. it. We got Earl Campbell syndrome going yeah. on because he, he he is high contact because he's run two. yeah he's he run, run through yeah yeah contact. he run the contact. He, guy. he actually seems. To live for it. Right. Like, he wants it. Right. He wants to run into people. He wants to run over people. It's why he's as good as it gets in blitz pickup, because he seems to really right. savor the, the head-ons. Yes. Like, these are head-ons, and they've, the, they're they running full speed, and you're stationary.
2: I don't, Skip, I don't disagree with you. I, I'm not saying that I believe Zeke is all the way back, but I think while, the, while Dak Prescott is out, I believe you should rely on him a little bit more than what you normally would had Dak been in. That's what I will say. And I believe that's what they're going to do. Now, you mentioned Zeke early in his career. That offensive line was prime. I got it. Zach Martin was at the apex. Zach Martin was just blowing people off the ball. He's still that, but he's not that old Zach. Uh, 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 Tyron Smith was legit. He was going. You already pissed. Oh, well, one of the left tackles already taken because Tyron Smith has that. Frederick the center was an all you don't be oddish.
3: He ain't Frederick. Mm-mm. He's not. Okay. If you put two kids in, at left tackle and left guard, which right. they have right, right now as we speak, because right. I think Connor McGovern won't be able to go. I think he's already been ruled out. Okay. It's just easier to run block than it is to pass it block. Is. Especially against supreme pass rushers. They're so good at what they do. They're so athletic. They're so quick and so powerful. It's just a lot to ask of a Tyler Smith out of Tulsa University as a raw rookie to to stay in front of somebody. Mm -hmm. But listen, I I told you, and the kid stood tall the other night. I thought he held his own. I thought he did the best you could ask for at that point. Open the night. Okay, Mm -hmm. he's a keeper to me. He's going to be good to very good. I'm I'm not going to go to great, but I I like what I Mm -hmm. see, and I love the way he competes. But he's a mauler-baller type. He's got the mentality of, He'll fight you. Yeah. He got in too many fights at Tulsa. He was flagged constantly. He played a little over the edge, out of control. But you can harness that as a run blocker more because the pass blocker is reactive. Yeah. It's passive. It's, it's more athleticism. <laughs> yes. Like, you got to yeah. match athleticism. Yeah. you you got to be able to have dancing feet. you you got to be able to do mm-hmm. this and mm-hmm. go side to side and anticipate. And it's more of a finesse block. The The road grader block is just... Pin your ears back and go and, and get that guy. Right. And knock him out. because
2: his- And because, Skip, it's a lot easier to play offensive line when you're at home. And the first two games it will is. be at home. And so now he's able to hear the snap count. Okay. He's able to I get agree. up on, on the snap of I the ball. I agree. So,
3: so my point is, I think you got a better chance with the Farniot kid from Nebraska. He, he's, he's a tough guy. Yeah. Just let him road grade. Let him go. Pick a man mm-hmm. and blast him. Right. Just go get him. See if you can just drive him into the turf. Right. Well, right. Zeke's quotes are correct to me. He said the efficiency was there. He got 10 carries for 52. It's 5.2 a crack. Okay. That works for me. Mm -hmm. I I can live with that. He said, we've just got to commit to it. We've got to wear on that defense. The one thing he can do, even at 27, advanced age, going into year seven. I think he can still wear down a defense both physically and psychologically. Okay. He can just pound away and pound away because it looks like he's got his heart back. The, the other thing is he is effectively, not literally, but effectively he's in a contract year. He's got to know he is so cuttable after this year. Yeah. And he makes way too much money for, for his recent For production, the production. Right? So Jerry can be just as cold-blooded as anybody. As much as he loves Zeke like a son, if he looks at it and we get another 59 yards a game this year, he'll whack it. Right. You know, he'll just say that's enough of right. that, right? Because they, they can get out without a big cap penalty mm-hmm. after this year. Well, the point is Zeke's no fool. He knows that's Right. Okay? So he's, he's pretty much running for his NFL life here.
2: I agree. All so right. what, do, what do you think his number? You say you want him to have 25, 25 for how many yards you think
3: he has? hundred and ten. Twenty-five for one ten. If you give me one ten, we got a shot because we're going to win time of possession. One, two, three touchdowns? Well, I don't care about t- – I don't know. Those are, like, random to me. Well, you better okay? hope he – if, he... if you get it first and goal at the one and he crashes at home, okay, way to go. Well, you better hope he gets a touchdown okay? or two. That's that the only thing that used to drive me crazy about Emmett. You know, he'd go get the football after he got a half-yard run for a touchdown. And I'm like, yeah, but – Troy threw it to Michael for 64 yards and he got tackled <laughs> at the one. Well, what does that mean? Hey, hey. Okay. Well, next
2: time get it in the end, though. <laughs> I, I know you're paying your playmaker. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. So 25 for one, ten, and two touchdowns, you might have a chance.
3: Yeah, yeah. Might absolutely. Cooper Rush, he will not embarrass you. He just won't.
2: But you're gonna need Michael to get my, you're gonna need Michael doing this a lot. I got two. I already got oh, two. Oh, Michael yeah. Michael. yeah, you're
3: gonna need him doing this. we, we might need, I got four. Oh, you got well, gonna four six? Yeah. Whew. Boy, that'd be off to the races. Well, if well wait, get... The way their line played at Pittsburgh. You might. The way they were eaten, You might. You, you might. Just, you just might. No, no, seriously. I think if they utilize Micah the way they should, you don't have to always line him up on the edge. You can put him in the A-gap. It and doesn't eat. matter. I mean, not matter.
2: Everybody, it seems like everybody on Cincinnati line is the weak link.
3: Well, go, <laughs> go find it and go eat. Yeah. So between Zeke and Micah, I got a chance. And it's not like Cooper Rush is a rookie. It's not like he's Ben DiNucci or an older Garrett Gilbert who's just right. not good enough. You know, he's, he's good enough and he's veteran. Right. Okay? Those are my chances. Do I think they're going to win? I do not. Cincinnati's, do I pick Cincinnati to win the AFC. Well, Okay. Well,
2: Cincinnati better get on the ball. There's it, not, not very many teams can start and, the and season 0-2. That, okay,
3: that's the problem. If Cincinnati had won 27-13 to 13 at Pittsburgh and just sort of taking care of business, I would feel a little bit better about this, but Mm -hmm. you you don't think they're going to come in here and Joe Burrow's going to say, watch this? Right. And what was Burrow's quote yesterday? We just got to get off to a better start. So I'm going to be hiding my eyes in the first quarter, which is why I need Zeke to eat in the first quarter. I need to win the time of possession in the first quarter by 2-1. to That's what I need. I need to keep Joe Burrow from getting hot-handed right away. And not doing what he once did to my Oklahoma Sooners in a national semifinals, which he threw for 493 yards and seven touchdowns with no interceptions. Okay? (laughs) And the game was over after about two minutes. Yeah. I don't need one of those at Jury World against the Cowboys. Yeah, that's what you need. Yeah. That would be great. Way to go. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Last season, guys, the Cowboys were right in the middle of the pack when it came to rushing attempts. 473 carries. That was good for 12th in the NFL. So we'll see this season how Dak's injury affects that if Zeke's usage goes up.
3: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here.
1: During his recent appearance on the Pardon My Take podcast, Ryan Fitzpatrick recalled multiple moments after he and Tom Brady faced off against each other. Fitzpatrick detailed what it was like after games versus TV 12, as there was quote, zero respect. He'd never shake my hand, Fitzpatrick said. Huh, Shannon, what's your reaction to Fitzpatrick's comments?
2: Um, Tom Brady has a history of doing things like this. Um, Tom Brady, if Tom Brady doesn't feel you're on the level with him, he would always shake Peyton Manning. He would always shake Drew Brees. He would always shake uh, a Ben Roethlisberger. Guys that he felt that was on par with him, although he didn't think he was better, he he felt he owed them that much. A Nick Foles, a Eli Manning, a Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're not getting no love, bro. No. Nope. That's just that's who he is. And 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 people will oh that's the competitor. I believe you can be a competitor, and still like be gracious in defeat just like you are you know when you're exuberant or or, in victory and that's not how tom brady is and we dread we if people that we like we'll make every excuse for their boorish behavior or their unbecoming behavior that's what we do that's just how we are as people if we like you We'll jump through hoops, we'll bend ourselves in pretzels, and we'll do everything. Oh, that's just a competitor. He just wants to win so bad like winning is mutually exclusive only to Tom Brady. Only Tom Brady wants to win. Nobody else wants to win like Tom. Nobody's willing to sacrifice or put on the line what Tom is. And so for me, I'm not surprised. Uh, he also said he believed he's that mofo that Tom Brady was talking about, Skip. you Miami. Said, yeah. Oh, you, oh, you going to stick with that mofo? Mm. That, when Tom said that on the shop. He says, I believe that I'm the, the mofo that Tom Brady made reference to. I
3: still think it was Tua, but that's just me.
2: Well, at the time, Skip, you remember Fitzpatrick was the starter. He was. And so, for me, I, I just love that, – that, that's who Brady is, and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is correct. Um, Tom Brady, if he doesn't view you uh, – he doesn't respect everybody. He, I, I mean, he, I get all that spill and that, that coach stuff, and that, oh, he knows everybody. Zeke is this, and Michael Parsons is that. He knows everybody. He's great at it, but – the level of respect that he has for some quarterbacks is not there for all quarterbacks. Okay. Peyton Manning is going to shake everybody's hand. Drew Reed's
3: is going to shake everybody's hand. That's not how Tom is. Exactly right. <laughs> so I had the honor and privilege back in 1998 of covering and getting to know Michael Jordan in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady is the closest thing to Michael Jordan I have ever seen. He doesn't look like Jordan. Off the field, he doesn't act like nah. Jordan. He, he wants to be beloved in ways Jordan didn't care about correct. whatsoever. That is absolutely correct. Okay? And yet, in the end, on the field of play, I call him Psycho Tom because he is a cold-blooded whatever word you want to attack. You know what. Yeah, a you know what. <laughs> and, no, he is not gracious in defeat. He's a you-know-what in defeat. <laughs> and it's just the way he's built. And I don't have a problem with it because I never did. And so I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say late in his career he needs to turn into Peyton or Drew Brees. But let
2: me ask you a question.
3: Well, then why, why does he want to shake everybody's hands when he wins? Because he's, he, he's like a sore loser and a sore winner. <laughs> I, I, he, he's, not, he's not even a classy winner to me. No, he's not. Because no. it's just cold-blooded. It's, it's, the, it's the drive to win. He, yeah he he 's just doing it because it 's a form of gloating when you shake hands when you win because yeah. you wa- you want to walk over and say, "I got you yeah but but hey, good game, but I got you mm-hmm. right he He wants them to know i yeah i, I didn't mm-hmm. okay i'm fine with that because that's the drive. That's the fire that it took for him to win seven Super Bowls in ten tries so, and he should have won. So
2: you don't more. believe if Tom Brady wasn't like he was, like he, if, if he were to shake somebody's hand after defeat or no matter who the quarterback was, you don't believe he could have won seven Super Bowls. I say I don't believe that had anything to do with it. I just think Tom Brady team was better that given day and they won the game. I just believe that you should, you know. If that was the case, if if, it's, if shaking hands is not that big of a deal, why in the hell is Jordan still so upset about Isaiah about not shaking his hand after that victory? If it's not that big of a deal, that's good because for
3: that. with Michael, it always has to be something. You know it, and I know it. He always has to hold a grudge, or invent a grudge, or a beef. Well, why right? is Tom, what, what grudge Tom got? He's and, always got something as going as with somebody. As many, as
2: many and, and and this is this is one of the the problems that I had with Coach Belichick. Coach Belichick. All the times the championship game skipped, and the coach had be it uh, John Harbaugh or Coach Dungey or Rex Ryan, or, uh, Mike Tomlin, they would always come out after losing a championship game and say, You know, wait, we fall hard. We had a good season. It only, there can only be one, so somebody else is going to be disappointed next in two weeks. Come out there and give this bill. We played hard. We just didn't get it done today. Coach Belichick would never do that. He would send some player you had never heard of. Half the people in New England didn't know who said player was to address it. That rubbed me the wrong way. Always has, always will. Tom Brady behaving in this manner. Tom Brady yelling and screaming. That's just oh that's just a fire and passion. T.O. did oh he'll malcontent. That is so destructive. Dan's Brady. Dude, that's so destructive.
3: Okay, but nobody ever said Jordan was a malcontent. No, no. No, I'm just saying Tom. Yeah. We make excuses. few cuz it's because I, Skip, no, I Jordan's think, was built the same way or I should say Tom was built is built the same way. Jordan I just was. I just I
2: just think the thing like football leadership and basketball leadership it's a little different because you you're leading so many more men. As opposed to 12, you got 53. Okay. And so and so, it's I believe it's a little different. But my problem has always been, look, I'm going to get you sometimes, you're going to get me. Hey, you got me today, hey, I'll see you down the road. Shake okay. your hand, I'm going to keep it moving. All right. But to think that because I've accomplished this, that you're not on my – I beat you. Does, you. You, still, Tom, you still got four Super Bowls. You still got five. But today wasn't your day. So many times before – somebody's had to come to the center of the field,
3: shake your hand after you've gotten the best of them. Just be the same. Just, just return the fame. Okay. Do you remember what happened at Tampa last year as Tom was losing at home to New Orleans? Nine to nothing? Nine to nothing? Yes. And Chris Godwin had gone down and mm-hmm. out, and Tom thought it was a cheap shot. Yeah. I forget who it was. I think, I it think was. It Malcolm, I think it it was Malcolm Jenkins I think it was went too low yeah. in Tom's estimation, mm-hmm. but he blamed the head coach of the right. New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. So he, it, at one point in the fourth quarter, he runs all the way mm-hmm. toward the New, uh, New Orleans sideline, yeah. and Dennis Allen stands right there, and he screams profanity and points yeah. at him because yeah. he said, That was your fault. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That's this guy. Yeah. Okay. I love that about him because that ain't exactly milk toast, right no, I, sure I
2: wish. I wish. I wonder what was said if, if Lamar Jackson did that. If Lamar Jackson went to the sideline and yelled what Tom Brady said, would that be okay? I wonder if 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 Des Bryant or T O or Odell Beckham had ever done that, would that be would that say that's just a passion? That guy is so passionate. Okay,
3: if Michael Jordan had done that, would it be okay? Yeah. It was okay. Skip. I mean, guys, I mean, but here's the thing.
2: In basketball, because you're running up and down the sidelines. Michael Jordan did not go to it, uh, 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 turned the ball at the end of the game, walked to the side, and yelled that. He turned the ball over. He ran to the opposing sideline. Skip, if I get run out of bounds, I, yeah, if you get run, I get run out of bounds on the opposing team
3: sideline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm talking trash. Yep, yeah, you get, yet, you get. yet his peers despise him so much that they voted him the best player in football at age 45. Hey. They, they did. The players did. Not the media. It was some media adoration.
2: John Gotti passed out turkeys on Thanksgiving.
3: So you're comparing Tom Brady? I know. I'm Brady?
2: just saying. See what you do? What you do? Because somebody did something good. That means everything else that they done has to be good. He can still be a you know what and be voted number one.
3: Mm -hmm. That doesn't change that. Okay, but it didn't drop their estimation of him. They didn't lose respect for him. Skip, he's still a great player.
2: Mm -hmm. He can be a great player and be a jerk all in one. Why does it have to – why does he can't – just because he's a good player, he can't be that. He can. He is.
3: Okay, the fire rages inside that guy. See? You see what that is? That's fire. Okay, but it raged inside Jordan. Mm -hmm.
2: But So so those those are the only two that the fire can rage inside of. Anybody else that does that, what are they?
3: I don't know. (laughs) Who? Name somebody. Anybody. Okay, well, if you want to start into T.O., he took it inside the locker room and tore it apart. It was all about T.O. It was all about T.O. I was there. I covered it. That guy's back. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was all about him. Okay. Uh, That team will tell you he is the leader, the heart, and the soul, and they will go to battle for him. All I'm saying, it's all about him. That's why he's back. Let's leave it at that. Mm. Greatest leader, I think, in sports history. Let's leave it at that. Okay.